Hello, 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 and welcome to Sink Floyd, the only podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. Will watching a movie with this music solve the movie's many mysteries, or will it be a movie on mute while a rock album plays? (laughs) The people who are finding that out are me, Gareth Blackler. And me, James Barron. Hello. Wow. Hello. I like this, like, addendum to our intro. This is very ah. good. Very professional. It's very true. It was kind of like... So the movie we've covered this week was hmm. David Lynch's 2001... I'll call it a magnum opus. I would say so, yeah. He's put, yeah. A, lot of, put a lot of stock into it, at least. Yeah. Uh, um, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Or, this is the first clue that something spooky might be happening with this movie. Oh. Sometimes listed, including on flicks.co.nz, as Maholland DR, as a f- doctor? <laughs> Could that be a clue? <laughs> Could it? Oh. The Maholland doctor. Right? Unlikely. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Cross I, that off the clue list. I do love that theory, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, this, is fav- this is the movie that, like... Ruined movies in a lot of ways. Potentially, at least because for us. Now, <laughs> now it like every movie has to have a fan theory going on, and like oh really? I don't know. I just feel like maybe I've gone down a very deep rabbit hole this week, hmm. learning about this film and what it's all about. Yeah. I just like I got sick of reading the same comments that were like, "Nah, your theory doesn't take into account this scene." It right. has to be this one theory. Yeah. That's the thing about David Lynch, right? Is that he inspires this kind of, like, mad uh, circular logic theory thing going in the background. Like, this is what, like, Twin Peaks was all about, basically. Yes, yeah. Having all this stuff going on in the background. Um, yeah. It's, like, it's it's a good one, I would say, like, it, for this. Like, it's it doesn't have a very... It's got an easy-to-follow plot in terms of, like, things happening on screen, but, like, they're yes. very, like, disconnected until you, like, try and put it together. I, too, have a theory of what's going on in Mulholland Drive, Gareth, Ooh. and I'm willing to... I'm ready to see what you have put together on yeah. your side, what your strings and papers stuck to your wall are spelling <laughs> out to you, um, uh, other than um, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I've already taken the Doctor paper down. Oh, Sorry, well, <laughs> it's like all falling apart now. <laughs> yeah. no. True tragedy. Oh, man. Um, so before this, our relationship with this movie is we both saw it for the first time together. Mm. Yes. On, yes. On Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I believe this was like both of us had our first Valentine's Day in a while where we were like single lads. Mm-hmm. So we decided to hang out together and eat ice cream, and we yeah. w- rented Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Notably, yeah, we rented Dirty Dancing, which is like the classic. We were trying to go for the, like, the cliche thing, right? Yeah. Um, this is me justifying my actions in the past. <laughs> also, uh, importantly, a tub of ice cream. Like a big, like, consuming yes, like an entire right. tub of ice cream. Which is insane. It's so hard to do that. It's too yeah. much. I, th- I, remember, oh, yeah. I remember getting like... Uh, like halfway, not even halfway, like um, like one eighth of the way through my tub of ice cream and being like, I feel sick. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but 
but yeah. Yeah. And so like you... the point where you stop tasting the ice cream and just start it tasting like cold sugar crystallized. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's not a good time. Yeah, I remember nah. getting to that stage like once we got through Dirty Dancing and then we're like, do we just decide to keep watching films or... Yeah, I think I'd rented um, Mahala Drive just for myself. Okay. My own free time. Sure. And yeah, like, you it's know. It's like, dude, I got nowhere to be. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so we sat down to watch it and then um, my flatmate's boyfriend came and sat down and watched it with us. Yeah. Like, ditching Valentine's Day. Damn, dude. And yeah. The power move. It was just three lads, two of which disgustingly ripped on ice cream. <laughs> it is Just, the preferred method for watching this film. Yeah, if you haven't seen this film, this is another one where you're going to have to pause, go watch it and come back. Oh my gosh, yeah. But, just swing by the dairy and get some, get a full tub of ice cream as well. Go get yourself a bloody trumpet at the very least. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, better with ice cream, I would say. Um, hard to say, but we could say that it's a good way of watching it, but is it the definitive way? Because we have now watched it another way, Garrett, with a bit, <laughs> yeah. of, bit of Pink Floyd in the background, eh? I don't want to spoil, like, how this sinks, but oh. uh, the fortune and fame we would have if... Well, mm, mm, we'll get to it. We're oh. going to have to break this film down and talk about how it sinks with Pink Floyd to see... Okay. If it does, the fortune and fame that could be waiting for us as being the ones who figure out this movie. Mm, the fortune and, and it, fame awaits. And if it doesn't, um, the continued squalor. That's <laughs> <laughs> a dirty podcast, isn't it? <laughs> podcast holes. Yeah, oh sitting behind gosh. Winky's Diner. Yeah. Podcasting. That's the whole vibe. Mm. I could well be recording from a blue cube. No one knows. <laughs> oh. Anyway, oh, we let's... should find a way to get this podcast into a blue cube for people. Oh yeah, I would love that. Any kind of yeah. new, any kind of new media, Gareth, I'm into. Like, <laughs> the blue cube is the future. It sure is. It's definitely not the past. That's for sure. Ooh. Um, let's write that down on our tangled web of wall of notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well do you want to give me your theory, and then oh. I'll give you. Well, we'll go over, I think, the accepted theory, which yeah. might be similar to yours. And then I'll give you my theory, and then that'll kind of... We'll have those as we go through the Pink Floyd theory as well. Okay, we'll go collinearly. Linearly, yeah. yeah we'll play them at the same time. Okay, um, so the accepted, general accepted theory for this movie, right, is that it's like uh, a riff on uh, loving, like obsession with Hollywood and fame, right? Yeah. And... Uh, the it's uh the whole most of the film 90 percent of the film is a fantasy of one character and what they are putting together after a rough a rough breakup with a another woman and yeah she's like uh coming together and um yeah it's just like putting throwing things together that have happened recently in her life and just running things and painting a more beautiful picture of what her life could be like in hollywood um, and getting her way in various ways but yeah of course all falls apart at the end is the that's the general theory i think out there. yeah um and is that overlap with yours in so many words well yes it is it, i would say so 
yeah. I, I, I would agree with segments of it, but as you say, like they, a lot of things don't line up. There's some extra stuff going on that doesn't like match with everything. Like for example, the whole um, unless we're getting like super metaphorical, the whole uh, thing with the the spooky the ooky spooky guy behind the winkies. Like yeah, nothing explains him in this whole scenario. Uh, what's going on with the club? What's going on with the um, uh, the the person in the wheelchair? <laughs> like oh yeah, like n- Doc- none of this Doctor stuff. Something. Like he isn't even someone from her life. We don't see him at all, right? So yeah, he's just, like it doesn't make sense anyway. Um, so the, yeah, the, that's the holes in that theory. What are you rolling with, Gareth, going into this? Well, okay, so I yeah, I did some deep dive so i watched it without pink floyd which was kind of an accident i just chucked it on without pink floyd while i was doing some work and then i found i just had stopped looking at the work laptop and was exclusively (laughs) watching this one and just like like an hour and a half had passed and i was like oh okay i guess i'm just watching my holiday drive you're pretty committed at that point by the way this film's two and a half hours listeners yeah and it's okay so often scenes like where it's it's hard to sync a scene with a pink floyd song because pink floyd songs are very long and your traditional movie scenes maybe like two minutes Mm. this movie scenes are long there's a scene near the end where someone answers a phone and it takes an entire song (laughs) holy shit yeah yeah oof yeah they they he's not afraid to stay on a shot it doesn't feel long watching no i would say but yeah i guess it's like sort of like a time paradox in of itself and that you just like you get absorbed into the world and it, i think it's absolutely really well as well like yeah all the very fo- intentionally yeah all the follow-through on the scenes really tracks for me so i'm into yeah. it yeah so i got like real deep into the main theory that mm. it's yeah put together um through diane's fantasies yes but, like, I kind of just got annoyed because it's like, um, everyone's so accepted that, that it's kind of taken away a lot of the mystery for the film. Like, it's kind of fair, yeah. someone could watch it having heard that, like, offhand, that it's all just a, the first, like, four fifths are a dream. And yeah. they're just going to miss out. They're going to not have, like, I don't want to say our experience was the right one, but they're not cool. going to have their ice cream fueled um, confusion. Yes. Yeah. It's actually, it's because it's hard not to. S- it's very confirmation bias, which is something we're very familiar with. We're renowned show. for. Yeah. But it's like um, if you hear an instrumental song and someone sings lyrics to it, like if money was like, here is some money, I spend it. Dun, dun, dun. Like, <laughs> and you only money. heard that, you'd like miss out on so much of what the, the Floyd are doing, man. Oh, yeah. So, you, like, well, you don't get the music of it, right? Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> Filmmaking's like jazz. Woo! Finger snaps. <laughs> this is our jazz episode. We're going like way off the cuff at the start of the show as well. It's great. Yeah, this is our jazz episode. Sorry, Whiplash. <laughs> Eat it, Whiplash. You're done. <laughs> Probably our most straightforward episode. Eat it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, We're just trying to stay in time. Maybe to my own fault, I pushed too far in other directions, and I like, mm. I don't know, I like this idea that it's, okay. it's all okay. It's all told out of sequence. Sure. But it all comes down to this amazing two characters, the old people. Oh, yes. Who you see at the very, very beginning, and at the and very, at very the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. They're our linchpins. She's, yeah, hey, David linchpins. Whoa. <laughs> She's made a deal with them 
for like fame yeah and oh yeah but she's like asked for like eternal fame and they've like monkeys poured her and cursed her so it's forever oh so diane is now stuck in a loop that she will keep being reborn as new people in the story holy shit to try again right i love this theory dies at the very end of the movie mm. these old people come running in and like she's like oh no not you again because this has happened maybe like a million times already right she's lived like all through hollywood since its inception that's why it's an old timey dance at the beginning man oh yeah uh, <laughs> so like yeah so then she's reborn as betty and like leaving the airport as this new in this new oh. life but her attempt at um doing the same kind of thing for her lover has failed. Like, they were supposed to uh, assassinate her or, like, or free her from, who's to say, this, like, Hollywood whatever. Right. And now she's, like, her lover's wandering around amnesiac and Betty's essentially amnesiac too because she's, like, just been reborn as another Naomi Watts. This is great, yeah. (laughs) I'm, like, totally following this. This is awesome. Yeah, and that's why, like, so this guy who's supposed to oh, let's just call it, like, assassinate her. Yeah. It's like, he's really bad because we he's, like, lost her and then he's trying to clear up all the loose ends and that's why he kills this, he fails at killing this guy later. Yeah. But um, her, the fact that all these, like, metaphysical police sent by the... This is the trippy... This episode would have been so much more successful if New Zealand had voted yes to we. <laughs> <laughs> it super would have. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I'm stone-cold sober, but, like... yeah. Oh. There's like dudes in suits <laughs> following around. I, I get what you're meaning. Yeah. yeah, they're like sent by the old people, but then they've got confused because they're in Hollywood, baby. So now it's like Ooh. all become a casting director. And meanwhile, there's this other blonde woman who like keeps giving knowing looks at Naomi Watts in all her forms because she's mm. also a, she has already escaped, and that's why she just takes advantage of the system and gets cast in this movie and also goes and smooches um, Rita. Right. So she's outside yeah. of the system. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. A... So that's my new theory. This is. But where did Pink Floyd fit into this? Oh man, let's let's figure it out together, shall we? Yeah. Well, I'm... actually, bef- right off the top, how yeah. do Pink Floyd fit into this? How? So um, Naomi Watts's dad. I yeah. hope you're sitting down. I am. I'm fully reclined. Naomi Watts's dad was Pink Floyd's road manager. What? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> wow he was their like full-on roadie prince that's yeah. great mr watts yeah he's one of the only um uh road managers of a wikipedia page <laughs> um, i love that that's a great piece of trivia <laughs> yeah and so when he passed away um oh. the family were supported by pink floyd wow peter watts was his name great shout outs to you uh peter watts rest in peace fantastic yeah oh my gosh what a guy that's awesome what a great connection oh Oh my gosh i didn't see this i'm glad i checked his name okay he is the laughter and brain damage no no he is not gareth um on this 1973 album the dark side of the moon citation leads to a book he contributed the repeated laughter during brain damage and is also heard in the album's overture, Speak to Me. What? His wife, Patricia Watts, Naomi's mum, was responsible for the line about the geezer who was cruising for a bruising and said the words I was never said I was afraid of dying. Holy fuck. 
Oh my god, I feel so sorry for the listener who had to deal with my like attempt at making up a theory. No, no, and, no, like, no, no. To get to this gold. This is magic happening in podcast form, Gareth. This is amazing. Oh my god, what? I, yeah. I had no idea when choosing this film that this was so clearly connected. That's fucking wild. I, I feel yeah. like I'm on candid camera right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the shit? The podcast yeah. works, Gareth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And the money that Pink Floyd provided to help the children mm. led the move to Australia where the family became part of the film industry there. And that's what started Naomi Watts. Like got her, you know, her career wow. like the, lifted up or started, I guess. Wow. All right. Whoa. That's the best news I've received yeah. in a long time, Gareth. Wow. Oh. So I, I guess now we've got to let that hang over this whole film that <laughs> there's so much added context i feel like a, a massive amount of pressure now <laughs> yeah the pressure is on the sink holy crap okay yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be going through the beats as my usual move right yes and yeah. we'll i'll try we'll try and connect it to your theory and we'll try and see what pink floyd are doing with it because they are like spiritually guiding this film yeah right <laughs> absolutely okay let's do it oh my it. gosh oh my gosh speak to me gareth let's go yeah we've got the dancing friends at the beginning dancing folks and like silhouettes and stuff as you say old timey um mm. yeah there's, I, like another thing that we usually would be unconnected to the whole uh plot it's kind of a random way to start the film or if it's just like the glitz and glam of hollywood on display like the idyllic kind of thing people performing maybe i don't know yeah um but yeah like in your theory this is the, <laughs> this is the demons at work yeah this is the dance contest where you make the deal with the demons oh so good okay um yeah we get uh, some very like shaky superimposed footage of Ni- naomi watts uh lead actress here yeah and her old old folks the demons here as well um i think they're her aunt and uncle in context of the story uh but yeah i like that i love them being manifestations of demons because there's a, a big clue coming up for that um, oh yes yeah we got um yeah the title cards aligns perfectly with the first lyrics of breathe Garrett. yes and Which- it's very important to note that David, uh, David Byrne, I was going to say, David Lynch. David Lynch. Um, Lynchy man. The Lynch, the Lynchman himself. The Lynchpin. The Lynchpin. Um, he gave like a bunch of clues for this movie and one of them Mm. was at least two clues are revealed before the credits, which is interesting because as soon as the credits start is when the vocals start. Ooh. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, yeah, because he's, he's always been very cagey about the meaning of this film, right? Yeah. Uh, so he hasn't really put it together like for the public and so i think for the first time it's being put together uh <laughs> yeah right here on the spot yes um we're getting like pan over the city at night over breathe uh, a car driving around it's good vibes honestly at the start here um, yeah until it isn't good vibes because the cuts are on the run and we see a character rita well the she's She's Rita, kind of, right? She's um, Laura Haring, or Haring. I'm not how to sh- sure how to say her last name. But um, another great actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, being driven around and by, like, mob types. These big suit guys again. Like, mm. nondescript kind of people. 
and then like a joyride crashes into her car like head on yeah Uh, no alignment with the crash sound really no yeah too soon too soon unfortunately but still we're still in on the run it's just still like very bleak going on uh she survives the crash uh wanders off into the city and she's running around like hollywood at night time and we got uh, all the clocks going off for this yeah no real sync for those i didn't think yeah so like in my watch at the moment i'm like okay business as usual (laughs) yeah (laughs) nothing really going on the disappointment as usual yeah but you know this comes part and parcel with what we do so you know Mm. um she's very scared of like random people going around uh there's uh out at night she is sort of in shock i think of what happened and just goes to sleep in someone's garden uh we got some cops like identifying at the uh crime scene or not crime scene the car crash scene yeah they see that someone's missing because there's pearl earrings in the back seat and so they're like we're looking for someone uh yeah i love how passive aggressive one of the cops is yeah. He's like, ah, oh, they found this. And the guy's like, yeah, I saw it. He's like, okay. <laughs> Shut up, dude. You're telling me stuff I already know. Yeah. It's like, but it's for the benefit of the audience, okay? <laughs> Gosh, get off my back. Get out my grill. <laughs> the audience weren't watching the scene where you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that was cut by Dave. <laughs> Just a shot no of one's a... called him Dave Lynch, eh? No, never. <laughs> I'm so sorry, David. I'm so, so sorry. Please don't. <laughs> form demons to destroy me um yeah cut to winkies gareth uh the nightmare realm where demons manifest um we've got yeah i think can you just give a straightforward explanation of this okay yeah so this is um yeah this is probably i would say this is maybe the most like renowned well-renowned scene in the whole film um there's yeah two guys discussing a dream that one of them had this like whole thing plays like a short story first of all which is great um he like describes in detail a dream uh, that he's having of them both being at this winkies and he's very scared they're both very scared he describes where they are in great detail and then he's like and it's because there's a man and he's behind he's behind the shop he's behind the winkies yeah we like he it's like going and getting closer there and the other guy's like well let's just go let's go and see go and find it and the other guy is like freaking out like so scared he is yeah he's we got great gig starting up over this dream yeah this like little bit uh and the man is walking like they walk together very slowly we get like a lot of shots of the wall at the back of the winkies a lot of shots of this corner it's like builds tension like crazy the sequence i think they walk for possibly like a whole minute Um, they walk for ages it's quite annoying because i was so excited i was like jumping up and down that the um great gig vocals were going to kick in at a very important moment it would have been amazing and they do not they come in too early because these guys walk a little slow (laughs) it's true they need to get a couple more cuts in of uh this guy looking back at the other guy um and yeah they so it's revealed this guy comes out the man from the from the description comes out from the dream and he's like covered in black tar or something he's really really scary looking it looks yeah. like that only the guy who had the dream sees him because he faints immediately he like screams out and faints 
Yeah. And then, yeah, the guy, like, retreats back behind the wall. This is horrific, this scene. Like, it's yeah. actually really, really scary. <laughs> and they, really, really well sh- done. They show the guy so quickly. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, yeah. slides out from behind the, <laughs> behind the wall. And, like... He's like if a Mighty Boosh character, like... Oh, yeah, walked into a regular film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's great because it's so, you, you're really expecting something and it's not underwhelming when you do see it. Like it builds this tension up and then you're just like, oh shit, like you feel what the character feels, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like a really cool little sequence. And this is, so you're attached to your theory, uh, lay it on me. What's going on here? Uh, uh oh. Maybe this is. I did not have an answer for this one. Attached to the mainstream theory yeah. is that this is a dream within a dream about her guilt and, like, what you become when you try to have someone killed. Right. So this is. And the yeah. fact the guy's yelling out, like, Are you okay, Dan? And it sounds like, Are you okay, Diane? Oh, okay. I don't know yeah, about that this, one. That's pretty loose. I just remember this. I remember the scene so distinctly from our like ice cream date. Oh yeah. This was when I was like, I don't think we're watching Dirty Dancing anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah! All the goody goody gumdrops in the world can't save us now. Nah, man, we're deep in it. There's no, there's no more treasure to be found in this ice cream. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, uh, it, it was, it was a good one. Um, like I, I don't know if I buy the theory that these like what you become. Um, my take is that um, this guy represents he represents the act of like murder. I think. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, like I think he's like he's a metaphor for that because later on we see him with the blue box, which is also like tied into that deal that was made, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's a spooky man. I love him. He's yeah. He doesn't fit into any Pink Floydisms either. No. So yeah, unless he's the Mahalad doctor. Oh no, <laughs> he's the one from the title. Yeah, he's Guys, the title character. Yeah, he's the Mahalad doctor. <laughs> um, okay, we got to cut back to. Uh, so yeah, this is immediately followed by a, a very weird sequence as well. Um, yeah, there's some dude talking about a girl being missing, like talking down a phone, which is lit by a halogen lamp. It's like really weirdly framed and very awkward and there's a, a dwarf who's sitting behind glass um yeah. called mr roke uh later yeah. on we find out um this, this guy's from twin peaks and he's great um yeah he got the role in twin peaks because the character speaks backwards and um michael j anderson the character just did that with his friends all the time wow that rules yeah great vibes um yeah mm. fun fact about this guy in the movie they gave him um like prosthetic arms and and legs to make him seem oh, yeah. larger and his head smaller um so he like just looks really strangely proportioned and like the fact that he also never moves is like very strange looking yeah um, his connection to the theory i think this is like the standard theory i guess is that like diane's putting t- together like that people are after her for what she's done right these are the shadowy council of people that no one understands that are chasing yeah. her down um but like it's too detailed mr roke doesn't fit in with anything it could yeah. have just been like more suits right 
Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm wondering if he's, you know, he's the leader of these people who like uh, maintain the curse, like maintain that people get stuck in these loops. It would explain why he's behind glass and that he's like yeah. um, in his own like portioned off reality that he can't yeah. be interacted with, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Or you know, he's behind the glass that the white light on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon hits. Ooh, and he's, he's in, the oh rainbow. Oh my god, he's in the prism. Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Gareth, oh. have we? <laughs> That's amazing. And because when we see him, the last line we've heard was um, Naomi Watts's mother saying, "I never said I was afraid of dying." That's yeah, man. That is shaking me up completely. Ah. I'm like, I am looking over to the corner of my room right now, and I'm worried that a, like, horrific man is going to appear. Just sidle out. I'm, yeah. I, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to walk over there and see what happens. Um, okay. <laughs> so, but not until then. We've got Naomi Watts uh, arriving in LA. It's, like, beautiful and sunny <laughs> and shot completely differently to the rest of the of the movie so far. Um, yeah. This is her, like, ideal Hollywood version of herself. She's, like, looking up in the sky like Little Orphan Annie, like, yeah. dancing around. Yeah, it's, like, Bright Lights Big City is the whole vibe. Uh, and, yeah, this is of a great gig as well, which is really cool. Um, yeah, just the tail end. Yeah, she's, like, being dropped off by one of your demons, one of the, um, <laughs> one of her aunt and uncle, I guess. Um, they see her off, and then they sit in the back of a car, like, like, and they're fucking smiling away. They look terrifying, Gareth. Yeah, they smile for so long. It's like they're in, um, the Black Hole Sun music video by Soundgarden. It actually, yeah, that is the exact, the exact vibe. It is so scary. Like, this is arguably scarier than the, like, man behind the corner. Like, yeah. them just, like, grinning away for, like, way too long. I think that, like, Uncle starts, like, slapping his leg, like, real excitedly as <laughs> yeah. well. And it's like, what does this mean? Uh, anyway, it's, this is also as money begins for us. And we're, like, creeping in on the shot of the Hollywood sign classic. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. It's, yeah, as you say, it's like they're, they're, like, guiding the whole thing. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Betty rocks up on... So we find out that she's called Betty, I think, here. Yes, She introduces yeah. herself as such. And rocks up on the house, her aunt's house, where she's staying. Is it her aunt's house? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's her aunt's house. Aunt Ruth. Okay. And um, Coco is here, our friend with the, like, curly cues. She's fantastic. Yeah. She delivers the line, I'm going to eat... I'm going to bake his butt for breakfast. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Um, she's, like, a very uptight kind of... Uh, landlordy kind of apartment manager yes um she yeah a dog pooped in front of her and she's gonna bake his butt and also we see that poop when um pink floyd say bullshit so hell yeah <laughs> i'm wrong animal boys but yeah, bloody close <laughs> yeah nice one she talks about kangaroos as well kangaroo poops yeah. there's a lot of animals flying around so you know easy to get confused uh <laughs> yes uh we got rita appears in her house right at this point she like moves in and there's like someone in the house she's exploring mm. and like this with a smile on her face but yeah there's someone in the shower and she like explains um her accident 
she was in a car accident and like doesn't it seems very shaken and like yeah. doesn't remember her own name and so she looks at a rita hayworth poster and chooses her name as rita because of that again like a direct this is like adding to the theory of like um becoming the hollywood famous star you know like your yeah. your old identity doesn't matter and you're just becoming this um vessel for what came before right you're trying Ooh, to recapture yeah. the magic uh that's my take on it anyway um yeah yeah we get us and them as well as the as betty starts like waxing lyrical about becoming a movie star for me this like ties in uh with her like want like the us and versus them what like the us is the regular person and the them is who you want to become the like famous person that all like ties in yeah 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 for sure yeah anyway rita lies down that's all too much for her and she lies down and has a wee (laughs) snooze because uh, she's got a big bump on her head and she's like yeah i'll have a sleep it's fine <laughs> got a concussion but you know it's all good yeah it's fine don't ever do this this is bad advice on the podcast yeah. <laughs> um and yeah so now we've got adam boys in suits are rolling up we've got the uh what's what's their name the castel castellion brothers i want to say yeah i'm saying right. it with like in way too much inflection but the, i think that's their name <laughs> um yeah they have a proposal for adam the director yes um, who is recasting the lead in his film that he's making and he's being told to keep an open mind by the other people um so these guys roll in and they have a weird vibe immediately um one of them has like a really stoic face that never moves and the other guy is constantly like touching his face and he's got a um briefcase yeah uh they slide across a photo of a one camilla rhodes uh like a headshot to the boys to check out and they say they keep saying this is the girl over and over again and adam's like what like trying to argue with him because it's his yeah. film and it's sort of just getting handled around him by producers and other people and he, he can't he's losing control um one of the creepy guys demands a napkin so that he can have his espresso yeah and he takes a wee sip and then like immediately spits it into the napkin and yells out yeah help me as well it's a very weird sequence this whole thing it's very like david lynch it's like how david lynch assumes meetings go <laughs> maybe this is what meetings with david are like <laughs> yeah he just demands a napkin as you're talking and you're like oh fuck <laughs> oh no yeah. um oh. yeah they're great these guys their whole vibe is like this is later reinforced in the final scenes like everything yes, is like yeah. sort of connected to this which is great uh yeah um all the, the like, agency people are like terrified because these are like big 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 guys financiers that they mm. can't argue with um adam's like this is my film like he's arguing with them like up front and they they tell him it's no longer his film which is very intense all this is intercut yeah. with shots of mr roke as well yes yeah um which uh. is yeah adding to this whole surreal thing like they're taking so, control of his the, his film so the theory here right yeah um i would say is like it's hard to justify this as perspective of diane and that maybe she's like trying to rationalize adam's decisions and and who he chooses for his films 
she's trying yeah. to say there's like again this like shadowy council from earlier who are like trying to chase him down chase her down uh, also the ones behind like what went wrong with um camilla later on like they're trying to yeah they're trying wrong with her career yeah as well they're behind, they're behind yeah. everything these shadowy people and uh they're all nasty and she doesn't understand them so i think that's the kind of vibe from this sequence yeah adam sort of seems like an accessory and like his whole story goes in a completely different direction so i don't know how accurate this is but i don't know that's my take for this anyway your thoughts Hmm. i like to think well if my again very on the fly theory Hmm. there this is when our like a sneaky character has like gaming the system she's like oh they're all looking for camilla rhodes yeah if i put my face on a photo that says camilla rhodes i'm gonna get the sweet hollywood gig and ah. this movie that later is the movie that like diane missed out on and it made yeah. other reality camilla a huge star yeah it could well be that this movie is like a recurring sequence in the repeated realities yeah in theory, right like this yeah she's always being recast for this movie and it's like they're trying to always cast someone other than her and so yeah. this other agent is taking control yeah yeah mm. it's also um worth noting this entire scene like begins and ends with us and them yeah it's like a perfect alignment which is awesome yeah well we've got like us and them on the the intro but when they're talking about hollywood as we launch into it but it does finish uh, yeah, perfectly that's true. which yeah. is good yeah okay we launch into like brain damage after this and we've got i've written some random dudes uh, laughing about a story of a car accident they they know about the car accident which is kind of yeah. interesting they're having a wee chat like going back and forth it seems fine and then one of them shoots the other out of nowhere and it's like what <laughs> yeah um, to steal a black book uh that he's after a little like address book or whatever um, and he like plants the gun at the scene, like cleans off his fingerprints and all this. But as he's doing it, he accidentally shoots a lady through the wall, <laughs> the neighbor to this guy who was just pottering around, presumably didn't hear the silenced pistol go off. Um, yeah. And yeah, has to like strangle her, does like a big scuffle with her and pulls her into the other room as a like cleaning man watches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, shit. So he has to kill her and the cleaning guy. And then he shoots the vacuum cleaner, which is still on. And yeah. that starts a fire in the building. It's like a real comedy of errors. Yeah, um, for sure. So theory yeah. rationalization one is that um, this sequence is her trying to say that maybe the killer that she hired is like a bumbling idiot. He has no idea what he's doing and he fucked it up. And he's giving her the signal that it all went fine in error. Um this is her saying like maybe it's all fine like this guy's like clearly an idiot um yeah 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 i like i don't know i kind of like to think because when i first saw this i was like i couldn't remember how the scene links into any kind of theories and i was like oh maybe it has nothing to do with it's anything. pretty it's like a whole red herring and pretty there's no sinks in the scene so no not at all it could be a red herring could be yeah, yeah we got so next we've got eclipse uh, first play through the album is done uh, Betty's yes. on the phone to her aunt and finds out that Rita isn't her aunt's friend, like she assumed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, Rita reveals at the end of playthrough one that she doesn't remember who she is, basically, because mm. of the accident. And Betty's sympathetic to this, but uh, Rita also has a bag full of money, huge amounts of money, 
unfortunately money isn't playing right now it's pure yeah. silence and also a weird blue key with yes. a little triangular shaped uh shaped key part i would say i don't know what they are called i'm not good with keys um it's <laughs> all right but yeah triangle gareth oh the bloody triangle what's on the cover of this album oh and yeah because the triangle then when it later i mean we're going to get to it but the triangle is what divides one side like a colorful bright happier side from a like mm-hmm. more dreary monotone side like a yeah flipped. you could say it's the key <gasps> between the realities oh my gosh yeah yep 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 oh dang I turned into that uh, Sesame Street Muppet, the alien, <laughs> for, a, for a brief moment. That's right. Um, He's an important part of this podcast family, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we've got, we briefly cut back for a very extraneous scene at the start of uh, Playthrough 2 with the robber who's, like, just hanging out with, like, a, a prostitute <laughs> for some yeah, reason. a woman who has a van of some kind. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she ever comes back. No, she doesn't. It's kind of... This whole thing is kind of pointless, but it's like, look at this dude. Remember him? Yeah. I don't know. He won't need to. It, He's not going to be back for ages. This is the one thing I don't think I can explain yeah. in this movie. This one scene. It's very strange. Well, he's asking if anyone's seen a dark-haired woman. So he's looking for oh. Camilla Rita, the freed soul from the old oh, woman okay. loop. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. It might be another little red herring. Yeah. There are no real sinks in it true yeah it could yeah it could well be a like cut to reality of this dude looking for the person or like another rationalization of her being like this guy's busy having sex in a van i don't know <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't know uh anyway adam's film is in a bloody shambles yes. he's driving around and all- and also uh he's like uh yeah oh, there's a little interstitial thing actually sorry uh where uh, Rita remembers about Mulholland Drive specifically um, before the accident. She remembers that name and thinks that's where she was going. Yes. Uh, and so they like, okay, we'll go scope it out and see if that's yeah. where the accident was. It's interesting because that scene kind of feels a bit unnecessary, but it does mean that Betty and Rita are in every second scene. True. They're together always. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they're like yeah. every scene, there's never two scenes in a row without them in it. It always cuts back to them. Even like it cut back to Rita sleeping before going to a different That's good. scene. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could be Sorry, like the lingering ghost Because we're about to get thing. to something very exciting. <laughs> yes. We've got Adam returns to his home and walks yeah. up and there's, he's like calling out to his wife, Lorraine. Uh, who is cheating on him with none other than Billy Ray Cyrus, Gareth. Actual musician, actor, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray the perfect is casting. And also, the bloody crash goes off and on the run when he appears <laughs> yeah. on screen. Yes. Oh, look at this boy. Oh. Here he is. He's like <laughs> playing full-on like Hulk Hogan in this movie is his whole vibe. Yeah. He's just like a tough-ass dude who's banging R- Lorraine and has nothing against Adam, really. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm here, this is what it's happening, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very strange to see him here. It's so good because like, I love that kind of casting where it's it depends on the public kind of viewing of the person. Yeah. Totally. And like, yeah, like 
if your wife was cheating on you with Billy Ray Cyrus, it would feel so much weirder than anyone else. Hell yeah. Could you even imagine? Oh my god. Yeah. Ten years away, or ten years after Achy Brokey Heart came out. <laughs> uh, probably like eight years oh before Hannah Montana. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Your heart's about to become <sighs> Achy Brokey. Yeah. Shit. I just don't think you... <gasps> Is that another clue? How your heart won't understand, <gasps> and it's a confusing movie. I'll never understand. <laughs> That's my Billy Ray. Um, That's good. Oh, cheers. Uh, yes, the clocks go off in time as we get Adam pouring a bunch of pink paint into a jewelry box of uh, Lorraine's as like revenge, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this was like shown off because he painted the chairs in the background by his pool pink and blue which is like kind of unnecessary but you know i think this is also potentially like a call forward to their like big announcement quote unquote uh Ah. so the pink and blue is them having like a kid together like the gender reveal party you know sort of thing or they're having a baby is the idea and so that's why they have this paint um yeah so uh, it's also pink paint and there is a jewelry company oh. on facebook called floyd jewelry <laughs> oh all right opened in 1994 so they existed around this time yeah they had been operating for six years <laughs> Great. yeah good for them <laughs> uh all right so we got after this um he gets punched out by billy ray and thrown yeah. out of his own house poor adam it's not going well for him Again, this is like sort of revenge against Adam for his uh, malfeasance, his taking of, um, of what's her name from her? Can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. We, we, yeah. But, but you, you actually do remember, you're just doing what the film does, man. You're doing some like I'm misdirection. Lost. I'm lost in dream, dream, dreamland. <laughs> dream, dream, dreamland. That's my new Billy Ray cover. Dream, dream, uh, dream lad. I called it. That's kind of Elvis Presley, so I'm not so sure on that. I'd say he's our generation's Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've got the girls. Uh, they're going to. Um, they phone up the police to check on the accident, and they're like, uh, they find out there was an accident there, but they don't get any more information before having to hang up because the police are like, "Who's calling?" Um, yeah, they're at Winkies as well which is great uh the from earlier in the scene so this is just like another placement of this important location um and the girl at the the um the waitress has the name Di- name tag diane on and yeah immediately our girl rita remembers the name diane selwyn um at this juncture i'd like to talk about the names in this movie uh, go for it other than rita We've got um, Adam, we've got Betty, we've got uh, Cynthia, who's like the assistant later on. We've got um, the important Camilla and Diane, which are A, B, C, and D. Um, Whoa. So I think this is on purpose that like all these names are interchangeable or they're all like in order like that because it's yeah. like, it's kind of showing the swapping around later on of different characters with different names it's sort of like ah. people in a play is the kind of vibe i think yeah yeah okay that's it, yeah. oh there's probably a whole other theory you could do where you like mapped those kept every character's appearance in alphabetical order so like every betty every 
Diane or something, mm. but that's a that. different podcast. That's um, Podcast Jigsaw Puzzle, the yeah. new show from Gimlet Media. Oh, I want to. I want to pitch a new name for that for that show. Go for it. Alpha Betamax. Oh yeah, because it's like films and alphabet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what have we got now? We've got, um, yeah, so the name tag um, Diane, we've got, uh, they look up this Diane in the phone book, but there's no answer when they call. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll like maybe check that out. Uh, some like random heavies show up at Adam's house, like chasing him down more like Mr. Roke people. And they, yeah. Lorraine like jumps on this dude's back, <laughs> and, like starts hitting him, which is hilarious. This huge guy. Um, yeah, and then yeah, like he handles them both, him and Billy Ray, her and Billy yeah. Ray. Sorry, I get. Like, I loved watching even Bill. I just loved Billy Ray in this film. Same. More Billy Ray, David Lynch, please. Please, please, Billy uh. Ray Lynch. That's what we want. The team up. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the next ten years of David Lynch's career is all Billy Ray Cyrus related. Oh my god, he just starts like making new music. A. Eh? And yeah. releasing videos only directed by David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Amazing. David Lynch does music as well, right? Yeah, he does. He yeah. does sing. Oh, produce. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Ray at the desk, just like getting him to like, that, that was great, David. Now do another, <laughs> but really feel it. <laughs> My speaking voice for Billy Ray is so different. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He's what, like an erudite fancy man yes of course yeah it just sings with that country twang his real voice is so different um yeah uh, i like that adam's like hiding in like a little hotel hole place (laughs) hole in the wall shitty place and all his credit's been cancelled all his money's disappeared and he's like ah shit (laughs) and they're like (laughs) yeah the um landlord guy is telling him like the people that are looking for you they know you're here i'm sorry <laughs> so it's all yeah. gone to shit for adam again this is like more like karmic justice from the other reality or whatever um yeah uh there's a, cynthia his assistant calls up and is talking to him and apparently th- he needs to go and see this person called the cowboy who's gonna sort it all <sighs> out for him uh yeah i love the cowboy <laughs> oh my gosh i i paused the movie like because I was watching it before I went to work. Wow. Okay. And then I went to work and I came back and like I got my dinner and I sat down ready to continue my sink. I unpaused for just a cowboy and Pink Floyd just ripping the money solo. Yeah, dude. I was so, it was the first moment, it was the biggest moment of like, what am I doing with my <laughs> life? <laughs> nah, it's perfect. Yeah. That's, the, that's what a triumphant moment. <laughs> but we're not there yet. We've got, um... The, yeah. the girls are like resolved to go and check out Mulholland Drive tomorrow uh, or they're going to check out this address of this um, Diane person whoever they may be um, but there's a weird lady at the door and she's saying that um, it's, her name's Louise Bonner and she's saying that someone's in trouble over and over again and she says that Betty yeah. who isn't who she says she is uh, as well she says I'm Betty like I just moved here and she's like you're not Betty <laughs> yeah it's great scary stuff yes um yeah again this all comes back this is another person seeing through the veil you know yeah uh, uh. betty's got a big audition coming up as well 
going well for her. Yeah. This whole acting game. Yeah. Just, I loved the scene where she's just on the phone to her aunt. Like, it's a couple scenes earlier. And just talking about, like, you know, oh, maybe I'll take the script in the courtyard like a real movie star. And it's yeah. just so the kind of optimistic phone call you make to your family when you move away. Totally. Like, I yeah, think, things are going great. I've got loads of friends. I think this is exactly why this is in the film. Like, it, like the, these, uh, like, calling in, checking in, big moving away scenes, you know. Like, this, it, this matches up with her her story in the other reality where she's diane right she would have had these conversations on the phone like rationalizing her situation but things just keep getting more dire like yes yeah that's the vibe i think i like that all right here we are adam goes to the corral there's a beautiful shot of a like steers skull up on a thing up on a like uh entranceway and a creepy light stutters into life yeah. And here we have the cowboy appearing in his glory. This is the like most David Inch, David Lynch, David Inch, David Lynch character. <laughs> David Inch is the name of the old person because of at the end. I want to say that David Inch is the full name of the worm from Labyrinth. <laughs> yep, canon. Um, and so yes, he offers some like cryptic wisdom to Adam, talking about like how adam doesn't like doesn't value the good life and he calls him a smart aleck as well uh yeah he's not being very nice this cowboy but he's trying to help no what no he's not uh tells him that this is the girl you know t- tells him to say that this is the girl when recasting actresses just like the guy said in the meeting uh yeah he's like toe the line basically to that's like all code about this um caroline person it's very intense us and them starts mm. up just as the light goes out and the cowboy like literally vanishes <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing the whole cowboy yeah. the cowboy is easily my favorite part of this movie i would say other than yeah it's like this and the the thing with the man behind the corner who's still there yeah. for me, by the way um <laughs> probably if he was also the cowboy it would have tied oh, it a little that bit that would have been perfect yeah like the same actor yeah i mean it could be oh no the, i think it's an actress playing the oh really it's a yeah woman act playing the um the man behind the diner that's amazing great yeah i didn't know that um yeah so we get us and them playing um betty does some rehearsing with rita very melodramatic here uh later on it won't be uh the manager coco returns and sees rita's staying there and like offers her like concern but she isn't gonna like call the police or anything so it's all good yeah uh we get any color you like now for the old rehearsal um betty's going bloody method on this uh she's like the guy's like this old stoic like pierce brosnan type Um, so pierce brosnan yeah and like pulls her in and they just have this like very steamy sexy reading of the lines very unlike what she did with rita which was like way over the top like um telenovela drama style yeah um yeah and she does great good acting obviously and uh everyone's really impressed even the cut the special casting agent who's sitting in um and yeah this whole sequence matches any color you like pretty exactly as well which is very nice yeah in terms of length yeah yeah uh yes the casting agent like steals your like with um it's interesting i think the reversal here with 
how she acts with Rita and how she acts with the actor because like her obsession with Rita or slash um uh, Camilla later yeah is um so I feel like it would be flipped potentially this is her like rationalizing I don't know Ooh, yeah I like that yeah it's and she also is like doing amazing whereas in reality it's not as good as this so you know yeah um yeah so they go with the casting agent and like she's saying the casting agent is saying that like oh the picture will never get made the director's in shambles and also the actor that she's working with is old and terrible and awful (laughs) and so it's like oh weird uh and she's saying oh but not you uh big uh what's her name for oh god never mind um big um entourage energy yeah very entourage throughout for sure uh with the they're trying to like snap her out of this movie and put her in a different movie i think is the vibe Mm. here right Um, yeah yeah well Um, i don't know it seems very like hollywood like oh you've got to come see this person yes nothing's gonna happen but you've seen them now yeah you've got all their names and stuff you know yeah exactly okay we get a really really beautiful shot now of like singers in a recording booth like singing away we're hearing brain damage uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we zoom out of that to see that it's like a set on a lot and it just like keeps pulling back to show more and more of this it's really really well done Um, yeah and it's like again like painting like showing the like illusion of hollywood and the fakeness of everything you know um yeah and it's it's adam's movie we're on set for his movie that he's making it's the following day after he visited the cowboy and uh he and betty lock eyes as we go straight into eclipse have a wee look at each other very important mm. um it's camilla's turn for the casting who appears she's like her turn to do a bit of a sing yeah. song this she- is the blonde camilla whose photo has been going all around yes yes um yeah. uh, in my world she's the one who's like sneaking into the yeah <laughs> into every good she's, opportunity she's she outside find. of the of the matrix um yeah and yeah her singing plays over silence for us which i think is like sort of adds to her whole mysterious vibe and that like it doesn't matter what her performance is at all like adam's been instructed to say that this is the girl no matter what she is like you know absolutely yeah that's such an anti-sync that it jumps back into a real sync i think it's like really good it really works for me anyway so yeah i like it a lot yeah he like tell he delivers the his line that he has to say there's like a the creepy guy from earlier is in the background and he's he deadpan stares and says this is the girl yeah and he gets told that that's an excellent choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah again this is like sort of the justification of like all the decisions being out of the director's hands again right? yeah so she and can't that, like, she's, like Diane... trying to rationalize yeah diane's trying to rationalize her hatred for adam but also yeah defending his decisions at the same time um as my take on this right yeah like it's probably tied up in all the people behind the scenes and all this stuff uh yeah yeah uh so they scope out the address they go and find diane's house now after she like locks eyes with old mate and then it's like i have to go yeah suddenly remembers yeah so they go and they see this place and there's all these suits around like you said that like again she like peeks over the hedge and they're just not there anymore as well we're sort of like leeching into this being a dream reality kind of thing right yeah people people are appearing and disappearing at random um she knocks on the house that she thinks it is and it's a neighbor 
kind of person who apparently switched apartments with the person yeah they're looking for um like she's like this lady is great as well she's like so casual about the situation when the other two actors are like freaking out yeah. and she's just like yeah man she still owes me like 50 bucks uh still has my colander like i don't know yeah. it's great uh very casual vibe from mm. this lady uh, and she's gonna go over to the house but she gets a phone call which yeah mysterious phone call which Ooh. means that she can't yeah great stuff like again this is like her being pulled away like uh saying that like oh she would come over but no she can't be there for this next bit this is diane yeah. like rationalizing why she wouldn't be there so that they can see what's happening next um yeah uh also determined that rita isn't diane at this point because yeah. she would have recognized her as diane if that were the case because the neighbor knows diane exactly um, yeah so we know for a fact that that's the case uh he says laughing uh no one <laughs> there's no one home and so betty like breaks into this house over some clocks yeah. into it clocks and time um they go in and they like cover their mouths because there's a really bad smell in this house gareth <laughs> and they oh what's it gonna be what's it gonna be they sneak along and there's someone lying dead in the bed someone like a lady who's been who's dead had been dead for several days who like faces like destroyed and is decomposing it's really awful to look at yeah they show it multiple times just in case yep. you missed it um and yeah rita like screams and runs out of the house i think this is potentially so like big old spoilers for the end obviously but um the diane kills herself at the end yeah and this is what her anticipated reaction from the real camilla would be like her like seeing this this corpse like finding it days later when she goes to visit and then running oh, and screaming yeah yeah anyway uh the heat is on so it, like they think that there is someone out to kill uh rita obviously because they mm. found a dead body and so they cut rita's hair short and gives her a blonde wig uh this is like decreasing the divide between rita and betty and that like, yeah. sort of implying that they're the same person in this reality i think is the idea yeah, yeah. and it's like further emphasized later when they just like walk in complete lockstep with each other uh but anyway it's uh rita thanks betty for like all her kindness and then yeah they have a bit of sex gareth <laughs> yeah but a sex of, of a great gig which is yeah. a weird thing to be watching so full on ice cream on valentine's day with your good friend yeah just three of us sitting there like passing out because it's super late and super yeah. ice creamy and it's like oh and it's a lot like every scene in this movie it's very long oh yeah yeah we ain't cutting away no man yeah it's pretty intense stuff but we've got a forge on because there's still a lot of movie um there's some yeah so immediately after this things things take a turn for the surreal and that uh rita's like lying in bed and we keep hearing silencio well we don't hear it we see it on screen um and some other extra spanish dialogue as well uh yeah saying um there is no band which i was like excuse me oh, there sweet. is a band okay. yeah there, there there is a band clearly and they're yeah. playing right now for your enjoyment goodness <laughs> pay attention um yeah she needs to go and see this where this bloody band is uh, immediately and they pop <laughs> off to club silencio gareth oh yes everyone's favorite club 
there's a very scary shot, like a pretty like almost a reference to um, what's that film with? Uh, it's like not Dawn of the Dead. No, could be the one Ooh, where in the second know, one mean. the guy gets a chainsaw arm. Oh, um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Thank you. Yeah, okay. there's like a direct reference to the title of that, where there's like just a running shot um, straight up onto this front door. Uh, it's like a, like that happens in Evil Dead as well. Oh, like, okay. So I think it could be a call out to that. I don't know. Yeah, could just be a sweet shot, but I thought I thought it was interesting. Um, yes, yeah, so there is no band. We hear a band. <laughs> this dude is talking in Spanish about like it being all an illusion. Yeah, and then like talking about lots of other things there's a lady up in the um up in the cor- corporate box no she's up in the like the fancy box where people sit in the theater <laughs> that i don't know the name for ah uh, the opera box that's the one she's got yeah. great blue hair she's looking great um, yeah and yeah the mc keeps talking about how everything's recorded there's like presumably this plays better when pink floyd isn't playing but <laughs> there's like a trumpet player who's playing the trumpet and then he stops playing and we're presumably still hearing the trumpet yeah it's all fake baby instead um, of just hearing money by pink floyd and not even the horn part of it yeah uh this um uh, he also does this weird thing where he like looks at betty and the lights are like flashing like crazy presumably thunder and stuff and she yeah. just starts shaking like crazy in her seat don't know yeah. what's going on here maybe this mc is just magic I don't know. She had a, this, yeah. this can't be explained, this sequence. <laughs> I don't really know what is going on here in terms of um, the reality, like, if, in Diane's, like, um, visions or whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I can't in, really In, like, put my this world, I guess he could be... He's not... Because, like, Betty doesn't know she's uh, she's stuck in the her endless oh, no. loop. And maybe he does, and he's just like... He's trying to shake you? her out. Yeah. Mm. Could be. Yeah. Uh... We get Rebecca Del Rio giving us a wee performance. Yes. Very nice. I loved her song, even when her song wasn't Pink Floyd's Money. <laughs> it's super good. She, yeah. yeah. She sings the song Crying, um, and both the girls do start crying along yeah. with the song. Uh, but she passes out halfway through the performance, and the song keeps going as well. Again, emphasizing that none of this is real, right? It's yeah. all recorded, it's all fake. Uh, again, the fakeness of Hollywood, this whole through line throughout. Um, yeah or could it be a reference to these are recordings of Naomi Watts's parents whoa, on this album possible yeah right possible oh, they got then what's it saying with that reference <laughs> unknown yeah there's, a, there's an eldritch truth that we are seeking Gary. yeah um, uh, it'd yes. be like years later when we do like her version of King Kong that we learn what they're trying to say <laughs> oh my god can we uh, another <laughs> bloody long film um yeah. anyway she's we're getting money as well when they're singing over we like it's the mainly the solo over rebecca del rio's performance but it's not ideal but hey no it's fine if it was great gig it would have been perfect but yeah so she, but she her singing away and then she faints right perfectly in the transition to us and them like the transfer into the song is when she faints and the ushers carry her away ah. lovely again the transition famously quoting some um of the watts family oh, oh. yes exactly yeah. oh man good <laughs> dang it um 
So here is where we get the Betty checks her purse in the audience, and she's yeah. got the blue box in there, which fits Rita's key um, that she had. So we've yeah. got to solve the puzzle once and for all. We rush home. Uh, they're walking like perfectly in sync with each other. I think yeah. they're also the same height, um, which is interesting. Ooh, I don't know yeah. if that's, this is intentional, but um, yeah, they're walking like perfectly next to each other, and then suddenly Betty is just gone. She doesn't exist anymore um it's just rita in the house yeah it's like what uh again i think this is implying that like that she was fulfilling both these roles in her own fantasy um like both versions of herself mm. uh yeah she tries the key in the box and we zoom in on inside and it falls to the floor and there's no one in the room now <laughs> yeah uh, and the bloody old Aunt Ruth comes around for a little walk. Yeah, here she is. She's yeah. walking around. She's like, oh, all right. Guess there's no one here. Cool. <laughs> no one left in this reality. Yeah. Clo- close Finally the loop, cleaned boys. my reality. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Also, uh, so we cut back to the room with the dead body in it. Uh, not so good. The cowboy appears in the room. <laughs> yeah. Tells her it's time to wake up. Good looking. <laughs> <laughs> basically oh my god and then so betty wakes up in the exact position of the uh dead body and she is now diane selwyn the name from earlier that we've been yeah. seeing uh in this in this version she's diane and this is presumed to be the real reality in the the main theory and she yeah. wakes up in her apartment that they broke into and it's like in a shambles it's all like gross and awful um down and out is the line that plays over this little yes, uh, very sequence, good. which works for me um, yeah the neighbor shows up and takes a bunch of her shit <laughs> from diane because uh, she's still pissed off from the other reality um, <laughs> yeah uh, how little... did you feel when this do you remember how you felt when this suddenly happened when suddenly... i got so confused i was yeah. so deep in the ice cream binge at this point i'd like <laughs> i had no idea what was happening at the end of this movie it really catches you off guard but on second viewing it like lands way better yeah so yeah i like it a lot uh, so what's interesting is this because this happens about like uh almost two hours in yeah we've got like probably about 30 25 minutes left of the film yeah at this point. so david lynch initially wrote this film as a pilot for a tv show oh wow and essentially i think he even filmed it and he felt like the original pilot was everything up until this oh wow and then he just had a night where he was in like it was turned down by the tv network yeah and he had a night where he just got suddenly mad inspired and wrote the rest of it cool and like yeah they went and shot this part so this part's kind of this is the addendum that's wild because the whole point of this is that it ties everything together from before yeah so presumably it would have been like a twin peaks kind of thing and we would have had all these questions at the start but over the course of the season all of these things would be like wrapped up i suppose yeah because there are resolutions that are to follow so. yeah so he it must have like immediately figured out like oh my god that's my ending yeah like that ties everything together for me it's pretty good yeah or he had this in his head the whole time and finally realized like this is it i can i can end it this way as a movie i can make this this a film now yeah perfect um all right so there's a blue key 
on her coffee table. Yes, when Pink Floyd say what the fighting's all about. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, yes. The neighbour tells her that um, the detectives have been looking for Diane as well. Those yeah. Two detectives have been around again, and she just sort of brushes it off. Um, Camilla appears in the house um, looking like Rita. So this is a... Rita appears, basically, and... Um, in this reality, she's the Camilla from the... She's not the Camilla from the headshot, but she has bears that name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all the names have kind of swapped around except Adam. But, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, we... So we find out... Uh, she appears here, but she's just sort of imagining it. We find out through, like, a series of flashbacks that these are all things that have happened in the past, right? So we've got um, her... Their relationship, um, and then they were in a having an affair together basically and then they broke up um yeah and her career camilla's career was going really really well and she got cast in a film that um diane also uh like auditioned for Mm. got the role that she wanted and adam like fell in love with adam who was working on the film i don't think it's his film in this reality but um he was definitely no yeah um and so, yeah, uh, it sort of, like, put a spanner in the works for their relationship, and so they broke up. Um, so we get, it's, like, end of playthrough three, and she, there's a shot of her, like, angrily masturbating, which is pretty awful. Yeah, <laughs> again, going, three guys just watching this late on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, woof. This is another scene for. that goes on for a while. Yeah, um, yeah, just over silence for us this time as well, which made it yeah. like I don't know, it was easier to watch probably than the like horror music that we probably would have had in its <laughs> yeah. place. Um, anyway, Diane gets invited to a dinner party at Adam's house, and she's like, uh, her basically her whole world's sort of been destroyed at this point, um, mm. and he Adam lives on Mulholland Drive, uh, and it's repeated <laughs> in case you missed it over the phone, which is hysterical um yeah uh yeah she and now she is in um rita's place in the car uh her driving along and then they stop and she delivers the same line that rita did at the start of the film saying like oh we don't stop here what's going on and this is like right before the car crash that you're expecting but it's uh camilla appearing uh in the background who like takes her up through the wilderness up to the house like as a shortcut kind of thing and it's like a it's a fairly like romantic moment they're holding hands and this is a good thing for diane obviously but it's not it can't end well she gets led led up to the house as we're listening to breathe um so uh coco appears at the party as well and they're playing um adam's mum she mm. delivers the same line again as well. Like, everyone calls me Coco, which is great. Um, There's a lot of shaky cam footage at this party, which I think is an artistic device being that, like, you know when you aren't paying attention th- to something or you're trying to, like, blot out your vision because you're not thinking, you really don't want to think about something and you're, like, trying to blot it out of, of your mind. I think this yeah. is what she's trying to do, like, visually in the, in the film. This is her, like, at the party just trying to ignore what's happening around her and we're getting these shots that's yes. my take anyway yeah and yeah like they uh having it back and forth um she has to diane has to like explain everything that's happened 
begrudgingly to someone at to the people at the dinner party like all the the how adam and camilla met on set and how they were friends and all this stuff and then um pretty much retelling the film like taking elements and like showing a sad version of them all rearranging everything yeah yeah the same how they met on the same the set of the film that adam was making in the other reality and all this stuff um and yeah it's very sad we see that um it's really eating her up yeah and um camilla uh the regular the the girl who played camilla appears this is your outsider and gives <laughs> gives our camilla new camilla a big old kiss the rita yes so i reckon she's just wandering like timelines and she's like just get a get a wee smooch yes the big feather in the cap for this theory is that um she walks out into another room and we see the cowboy exit out of the same yeah. door so it's like it's like them these like otherworldly powers are moving in and out of frame and in and out of realities right yes is, is the take for that theory yeah ah oh, thank you for putting a feather in my theories cap that's very sweet yeah you're welcome i'm a <laughs> haberdasher of, of theories uh hit me up <laughs> I'll, I'll, i've got feathers to spare yeah they call no me the what kind of cap. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah it's it's a bleak scene um alternatively this is just like uh, we see a bunch of other people at the party that have recurred throughout the visions mm. of the previous film, right? The alternate theory is that um, she's using all these people and what they're like in the party to be characters in a play in her head, right? Of yeah. her idyllic reality, right? Her The version of herself, Betty is this version of herself that's very successful and her, her living a, a good life and Rita is a version of not only of herself but of of camilla as well like who's down on her luck and doesn't know what she's doing and she's like betty's helping her she wishes she could be the one to help the other help her right yeah. help camilla and be there for her so yeah i think that's the the take here we even see like the creepy um castiglione uh guy the guy like the steering guy because he's yeah. just staring at her at the party and that's why he stares in the meeting um, yes that's all sick. she knows about him yeah it's a like great little bit mm. that like all this stuff carries across i wish i really wish mr rogue was here like just in the background yeah or, like or like she sees him like blurrily like in the mirror and that's like why he's like weirdly proportioned or something like that that could be yeah oh man missed opportunity but you know yeah that's the thing like i don't know like i think it's this stuff... film's great and i love that it can have all these meanings but yeah. i think it just doesn't lend it that's why i don't think any of these theories are right like the stream yeah. one because it just none of them are perfect no like that's a gaping hole right there's yeah. like there are characters missing here we don't see billy ray we don't see like <laughs> i'd love to see billy ray yeah we don't see like a lot of other characters who are like odd or out of place that just don't show up here yeah we don't see the people from the dream um like about the, the like short story sequence with the man they could be here yeah it'd be great if they were but you know like it, w- it would just really tie into it um but anyway yeah we do see him when we immediately cut to the diner though yes this is true yeah so in the diner she's hiring our hitman friend from earlier to kill camilla um, yeah and at the winkies what's more um this uh the waitress leans down with a name tag that says betty this time which is a great like flip of what happened yeah. earlier 
Um, and yes, the the killer says that once the job is done, she'll find a blue key in the place where she's supposed to find it. You know. Yeah. Um, potentially, uh, the blue key where she found the blue key is round the back of the wing keys, and that's why there's like a man there oh. that she can't go to, right? And that's oh, why we yeah. see the man there as well. Like that's where the like the horrific thing will happen that you'll know yeah. that camilla is dead if there's this blue key there so that's why there's this scary thing around the corner um what if to twist my theory it's never been about like about rita it's like i want to be um like instead of making the deal with the old people she's making the deal with him she's like i want another chance of this woman mm. do what you can oh, and right. it's like you'll know that you've um you know, everything's been reset when you find the blue key. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a new theory, I guess. I like so that. So she gets amnesia. They um, give re, uh, Camilla amnesia. Yeah, maybe. Oh, but then, I don't know, there's a lot of amnesia. <laughs> there's a lot of amnesia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but amnesia's yes. pretty common in movies. <laughs> it's true, especially Just one David bump Lynch on the movies. head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So... The blue key is also the one that we saw on the table earlier, which is mm. like showing that in the timeline part where she's in her own apartment and we saw the blue key there, um, Camilla is dead. She's already like, it's already happened and she's reckoning yeah. with this, her, what she's done, basically her rationalize, her having these visions is her rationalizing everything up until this point. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. We get the really creepy shot of the man behind the winkies again. Uh, and, the little <laughs> versions of her parents slash aunt and uncle crawl out of the bag, tiny yeah. little people. Ready um, to guide her into her next life. Clearly. Um, her next part of her deal. Yeah. Diane's in her apartment and she's staring at the key. She's yeah. on the counter, like, freaking out. And she's attacked by visions of these tiny people who suddenly yeah. become huge as well. And they're, like, chasing her down into her room. And she she shoots herself in fear, basically yeah so she's she attacked she's attacked by like what she's done basically and is, she kills herself because she can't handle it um yeah and her body is lying in the exact same position we saw in the other reality of the person died the person that was killed in the apartment so yeah it's her yeah yeah although annoyingly she's in a different color yeah um, that is annoying dress yeah can't get everything right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Naomi Watts only had one dress. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an extended shot of a creepy friend, the creepy man, like superimposed over like the window. I think he's just like watching on on this. Yeah. Thing. It's, it's, the destruction is manifest here. And uh, yeah, and we get Camilla and Diane together now superimposed over the LA skyline. Mm. Much like the, her and the old people. Yeah, from beginning. earlier. Potentially the afterlife. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because, again, we found out that um, earlier her parents died, and that's all... Her aunt died and gave her a bunch of money, and that's why yeah. she came to Hollywood. So the people from the intro are actually dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there. There you go. So there, oh. yeah. Oh, and Pink Floyd ended all by saying the song is over. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, there's one last shot. There's, like, we cut back to the club, and the lady with the blue hair says Silencio again. But oh, I think yeah. that's just some arty nonsense <laughs> at the end of the film yeah yeah there we go what did you think how did it sink 
I don't know. I don't know. I think it's asked... Unfortunately, a film like this forces us to ask so many questions... Yeah, man. ...that, like, does it sync with Pink Floyd becomes, like, a tiny part of it. I feel like... I don't know. Do we have to go into negatives? Do we go to letters instead of numbers? Do we... I kind of want to just put a big old question mark. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, really big. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's, next that's, to the That's graph. my take. Yeah 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 okay it exists in its own like (laughs) sub dimension on the graph it adds like another layer like x x y there's a z layer now where this is operating on yeah on the sink floyd letterboxd account i'll make a second list that just has a big z and it's just this movie (laughs) yes perfect yeah it gets a z out of 10 um yeah perfect amazing now that's uh, now that's a Zink bloody Floyd. sink. <laughs> now that's Sink Floyd. <laughs> Can we just use that as a bumper later? Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, do it again clean. Now that's Sink Floyd. <laughs> Perfect. Use that. Oh my gosh. With my oh. toaster microphone. Uh, do, do you feel like you've unraveled any mysteries? I feel like I've become unraveled as a man. Yeah, but, same. Um, you know, that's the that's the price we pay <laughs> for yeah. content. Uh, let's perhaps we should just move on to the next film and see where we can rebuild. Uh, yeah, <laughs> reconstruct ourselves, Gareth. Oh my gosh! I don't think you're gonna like that. You have to reconstruct yourself based on this next film. I don't. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. I well, trust you implicitly. <laughs> I've only let you down most times. Nah. Um, so, like, a big thing, a big way we can find these things. In fact, actually... Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Is this pitch changing halfway through? Yeah. Awesome. Today we've learned a very important lesson on this mm. podcast. Unraveling not so much the mystery of what sinks of Pink Floyd, but the voices. We've found out who's talking you know we've yeah all i had to do was look up oh, information okay. about yeah naomi watts and pink floyd and i found out who's talking i looked who's talking yeah look who's talking is that a movie i think is so. that a movie involving talking babies it sure is <laughs> well then it seems only natural that we think look who's talking <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty yes. sure there's a sequel as well of Look Who's Talking, right? I believe it's Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2, and Look Who's Talking Now. And Look and Look oh. Who's Talking Now, it's dogs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, which one do you want to do? <laughs> look Who's Talking, Look Who's no, Talking we, 2, we gotta, or Look Who's We'll start now. at the start of the, okay. of the perfect tr- trilogy of films. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Look Who's Talking series. Amazing. Oh. I can't wait. Yeah, what have these neither. babies got to add to the conversation, eh? Yeah, we haven't asked a baby about Pink Floyd yet. It's true. Yeah. I've, a few people have. <laughs> and until oh. then... Well, until then, yeah, I've been Gareth Lackler. And I've been Spooky Ookie James Barron. Ah. Oh. And I guess now we cut to a really abstract like performance art piece where actually... I'm now the same person, but I'm called David Lynch, and you're now a person called, like, Floyd Pink. And I'm Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. And, like, instead of a podcast, we're, like, 
watching we're watching Pink Floyd's album cover while listening to the audio of movies. Oh God, yeah, that's a horrific version. Yeah. Oh man, and it's all because of the guilt uh, Billy Ray Cyrus had about murdering us. Yeah. Also, weirdly, in this reality, we're really rich. Yeah, dang successful. It. So oh. you know, it's not all bad. Yeah. Oh. Well, until then, I guess we'll see you on the dark side of this reality. On the dark side of this reality, Billy Ray Cyrus.